Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'll get your two co-signers. Come on, Jerry. Look, Teddy, times have changed in the eight years you've uh, been away. Well, maybe the... Hey, be careful! The car came roaring up behind us, cut around in front, tore ahead at 65, jumped the light at the next crossing, and... There's nothing you can do for him. Keep going. Keep going, I said. Can't take it, Teddy. We have three, four like that a day. More on holidays. These days we kill more people in traffic accidents than we used to lose in battle. Pull over to the side. I thought, well, here it comes. Teddy turned to face me. Jerry... You're right. I'm too far behind at times. I can't take it. He took out the gun, balanced it in his hand. I figured to kill you. Now I think you're worse off if I let you live. Here, I don't need this anymore. I took the gun, dropped it into my pocket. You were always tough, Teddy, but you never were a killer. So, what now? Jerry, I... Be obliged if you give me a lift back to the big house. Got a parole coming up in another six years, and who knows? By then, times may get back to being what they used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's the inside story of how I persuaded terrible Teddy Vanson to return to jail. Maybe times will be different six years from now. But, like I said... It's a strange and peculiar world. And I wouldn't care to make any guarantees about anything. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. Calling all detectives. A man who is colorblind, a $10,000 ruby, and the label on an ink bottle. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Justice, they say, is blind. Maybe that's why a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, has to see twice as well as the average guy. I was in traffic court at the invitation of Judge Woodruff, who was trying to enlist help in a safety drive. He was doing his bit by really cracking down on offenders. Speeding in a school street, $100 fine. Next case. The bailiff called. Bernard Thompson, arresting officer John McConnell, charged doing 45 in a 25-mile zone, passing a red light. Up front, a little man jumped from his seat. 
Your Honor, I can explain everything. I couldn't tell that the light was red, and I was on my way to police headquarters. Judge Woodruff leaned forward. Let's have the details, Mr. Thompson. Your Honor, the firm I worked for, Jordan and Andre, the jewel importers, had a theft, a valuable ruby stolen. I was hurrying to police headquarters when I passed the light at Front and Grand Streets. You see, I'm colorblind, can't tell green from red. The judge looked severe. Colorblindness is a serious handicap, Mr. Thompson. You should not drive a car. How often have you been arrested for this sort of thing? Well, never, Your Honor. And this time only because I was in an unfamiliar part of town. Where I usually drive, I've memorized the position of the lights. And generally, the red is at the top. The judge hesitated, then beckoned to me. I walked up to the bench. What do you think of that story, Browning? What do you think? I'd say he was lying. Mr. Browning, the court delegates you to accompany Mr. Thompson to the police and verify his story. If he's lying, I'll throw the book at him. A traffic court judge delegated me to verify the story of a speeder who claimed to be colorblind. But at police headquarters, Thompson repeated his story about a ruby having been stolen from his employers. What is the stone and what's it worth? It's the Coswan ruby, very valuable. Insured, of course, but not for its full worth. Thompson then went on to say that his employers kept all unmounted stones together. The semi-precious stones right were the most valuable. I can't be suspected. I wouldn't be able to pick a ruby out of the heap. Couldn't identify the color, you know. Why wouldn't you? Had to a tool or two? Thompson explained his color blindness, added, I am the bookkeeper, sir. I have no knowledge of jewelry. I asked one question. Mr. Thompson, why wasn't the loss reported by phone to the police instead of sending you all the way to headquarters? Thompson shrugged. I couldn't say. Mr. Jordan, one of the partners, asked me to report it personally. And I do as I'm told. And that was that. I reported back to Judge Woodruff that Thompson had been telling the truth, at least about the theft, then started back from my office. But when I passed the Greylock building where Jordan and Andre had their offices, I couldn't resist stopping off. I had a talk with Jordan, who told me, Frankly, Mr. Browning, we sent Thompson to the police because we wanted an opportunity to check his books. And what did you find? The books are in perfect order. We did Mr. Thompson an injustice even suspecting him. Maybe. Do you know that he's colorblind? I believe he's mentioned it. Mr. Browning, the Coswan ruby is worth $10,000. If you can recover it, I'll pay you 10% of its value. Mr. Jordan, that's a deal. The firm had five other employees, all with an employment record of over 15 years. Thompson had been there a little less than three years, which proved nothing. I found him in a little cubicle that served as his office. Being colorblind, Mr. Thompson, how do you know when you're making entries in red ink? <laughs> it's very simple, sir. Look. He held up a bottle. I merely read the label on the ink bottles. This one says black, the other one red. I grinned. Okay. And by the way, Mr. Thompson, where did you work last? Why, uh, in California for the Marwick Company in San Diego. I uh, didn't care for the climate. A trifle too warm for you? No, Mr. Browning. Too damp. I let it go at that. 
But just as soon as I got back to my office, I wired San Diego for a complete report on Thompson. I checked with the insurance company, learned that the Kazwan Ruby was insured for $5,000, valued at twice that much. I spent the rest of the day doing routine checks on the firm's other employees, got nothing of interest. The report on Thompson came in the next morning. He had worked for the Marwick Company, a high-class specialty store, as head bookkeeper for seven years, left of his own accord. I would have filed and forgotten the report except for one sentence. Thompson not colorblind so far as anybody here knows. Well, that was interesting. A man can't work seven years at a place and keep something like colorblindness a secret. I picked up the phone. Long distance? I want to place a call to San Diego, California. The Marwick Company. There was one question I wanted answered. And when I got my party... During the time Bernard Thompson worked for you, was there any unexplained theft of money or merchandise? There was? An emerald from your jewelry department? You consider it a shoplifting case? Two years before he left. Well, thank you very much. You'll hear from me. That evening, I had a conference with both Jordan and Andre. And the next morning at their office, I walked into Thompson's cubicle. He had the books of the firm spread out on his desk and was making entries in them. I glanced over his shoulder, watched the figures being entered in a neat, round hand. Finally, Mr. Thompson, how long will you try to keep pretending you're colorblind? But I'm not pretending, sir, and you can't prove I am. <laughs> I've proved it already. Last night, I shifted the ink in your bottles. The one that's labeled red now has black ink, and the black-labeled bottle has red ink in it. You don't really bother to read the labels. You just go by color, as any person with normal vision does. And since you haven't mixed the colors in your entries, you, Mr. Thompson, are under arrest. I did it, of course. With his color blindness disproved, it didn't take long to get a confession. We recovered the Kazwan Ruby from a deposit box he'd rented under a false name. The emerald he'd stolen in California he'd long since sold. He had no part of that money left, since it appeared he had a slightly less than perfect system for beating the horses. I collected my reward, and Thompson got five years for stealing the ruby. He'll uh, have to face trial in California when he finishes serving the term here. Like I said, justice may be blind, but sooner or later, it manages to see through a phony. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives, mystery drama... Mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.